you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Weezy out! Mm. It's the Friday Fun Show working title. No Dan Hansis today. He's not feeling well, so we're uh, we're playing hurt without him. But I've got Mark Sessler here. I've got Patrick Claybon here with his now regular every other Friday Fun Show appearance working title again. Uh, what's up, guys? Hang in there, Dan. That, that that's 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 what's up. Hopefully, Dan is up upright. Uh, doing better, having dealt with what feels like a very similar thing, also given to me mm. by the kids. Um, it's it's not fun, and it lasts way too long, and I hate it. Uh, we should get rid of viruses, ban viruses forever. I think anyone that listened to the Thursday show could tell that Dan <laughs> courageously gutted through. I mean, he was already in the middle of this illness. Um, I do question about the possibility that Greg and I now simply catch it because we were in a windowless, airtight room about three <laughs> feet from Dan's mouth and face, but um, we'll see what occurs. Patrick said we would know right away, so okay. uh, we well, don't need I to don't go into it. more right. details. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm sending you guys positive thoughts. You know, it's Aaron Rodgers' birthday, I, I believe, in manifesting oh. uh, because you know astrology. Your third house is in uh, cucumber or something. I don't know. Anyway, you guys are fine. You're not going to get sick. I love all the comments uh, that you're sending in uh, at the bottom. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're listening, um, we love you too. There's a lot of you out there. And you can also watch the replay on YouTube after the fact if you don't uh, find it live. We got a lot to get to. We got Patriots bills. 
not a great game, but not, you know, as blowouts go, I think it had some entertainment value. We've got Mark Sessler's It's About Me. Um, you know, all of It's About Me's are great, but Mark Sessler's are even greater. And uh, we've got some predictions. And we've also got a shout out to our most loyal listeners of the 2022 year. This is a surprise for our listeners. This is a surprise for Patrick Claibon. Uh, but let's start with Patriots. Bills, Bills win this one 24 to 10. Hit the highlight, Graver. Josh in the gun, takes it, takes the handoff, wants to throw, fires one into the end zone, caught. It is a touchdown. Stephon Diggs, touchdown Buffalo. That was John Murphy, WGR. It wrapped up a drive that started like somewhere on the Mass Pike in Boston and ended five hours later in the end zone, sucking whatever life there was in uh, Gillette Stadium out of the building. Bills win 24 to 10. They dominate time of possession. They dominate in many ways, uh, primarily, Mark, because Josh Allen is on their team and not on the Patriots. Yeah, there was a really stark contrast watching really what was a workman-like performance by the Bills offense and Josh Allen. Um, a couple of always amazing throws, the Gabe Davis throw in there, um, sort of defying how the human body is supposed to work for most of us. Uh, <laughs> it seems like he'll do something like that every week. But that drive that you mentioned, I mean, if there was any life left in New England at all, it took it away. And I, I just think that across the field, you're watching um, Mac Jones bubble over in frustration. I mean, we've been hearing, and it's not, you know, they weren't whispers. Just, there has been frustration from Mac Jones with the coaching all year long. And I thought that last night on an island game, Thursday night football performance, we're on the sideline. You see him just explode at, I don't care if he says it wasn't at Matt Patricia or it wasn't at Joe Judge or whoever. It is that environment. And we've been kind of questioning it all year long. Is it really as big of an impact as we think? Um, their offense just looks disorganized, messy, um, and without a real focus. And so I think it does in a post-Josh McDaniels universe. I'm looking at Mac Jones and feeling like they've kind of sacrificed his entire second season. Ooh. I mean, it just feels lost to me. To the point, Mark, where... You know, we we all remember the the primetime game where the the fans in Gillette had given up on Mac Jones. There, there were chants for Bailey Zappi, and so Mac is in this situation now where he comes into the game. And yeah, we see the frustration and the video of him saying words that we can't say. Maybe we can say them here, but we can't say them uh, in our other aspects of our job. It provides like a nice side note, something to show. But the thing to show is the Patriots' offense struggling. It's them having literally no answers consistently over and over again. And even when there were drives that were uh, presumably going to be successful, they just kind of petered out. They didn't have the answers at the end. And then on the other side, um, watching uh, Ken Dorsey literally call the same exact play uh, where you, you see Stephon Diggs score on a touchdown. Then they run Gabe Davis on the same route. Like the Bills weren't worried about the Patriots at all. And, and it, it really showed through. Uh, last night. Yeah, I think the Patriots defense was what I expected. They were fine. They, you know, at one point in the game, they forced what three straight stops. I think they, they had the sack fumble by Uche and a couple punts uh, sandwiched at the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half. And that was the point. If there's any way for the Patriots to compete in this game, their offense 
needs to score points and make it a game. I mean, giving up 350 yards and 24 points and getting four stops against the Bills is about as good as I can expect. I think they focused on stopping Josh Allen's legs, keeping him in the pocket. They did that. Uh, letting Devin Singletary and James Cook try to beat you. Unfortunately, they did that. Uh, they ran the ball, I think, 28 or nine times between those two running backs. And if the Bills can do that with a banged-up offensive line who really wasn't playing well or protecting Josh Allen, you're not going to beat him. I, I think it was more about Allen just like making great plays, when the Bills had the ball, at least. There was like a third and three early in the first half uh, that was just unbelievable that like you won't remember that he runs around and finds a, you know, well-covered Stefan Diggs. Uh, there was, uh, you know, the touchdown pass where Allen's fallen out of bounds. I mean, Herb Street and Al Michaels acted like that was some normal play. That's a third down. That's a fourth four down, you know, a four point play. There were so many plays like that where I actually thought the Patriots defended it well enough. And like, yeah, you can't single up Stefan Diggs most of the games and survive, but it's like, it was more just Josh Allen is incredible. And Herb Street's out there acting like Boise State just kicked a field goal in the second quarter. Does it, does that bother anyone else, Mark? Well, like, I, does that bother I, you? You know what I love is that, um, you know, we, we, we gather before this show for a couple minutes and we talk about things and, and, Greg's disdain for Kirk Herbstreet's lack of enthusiasm <laughs> on last night's broadcast was the singular talking point. I totally agree because I think I, I do understand a little bit. I mean, their job is to see in real time. Like when we talk to Mark Sanchez, he's saying, I look at every play from four different angles. If Herbstreet's doing that, how do you come out of that moment not wondering how a human being just did what he did? And it's like next-gen stats track that. Um, and they go back to like 2016 as the second closest pass released next to the sideline um, ever. And of the four <laughs> that are within one yard since 2016, Josh Allen has three of them. So this is the guy that does this on a regular basis. And the way that he just delivered the ball across he his body. He just flicked I mean, away. Who was it that was on amazing. the Patriots? Was that Peppers? I don't even remember who it was. He just flicked the man him is away. Dead, like whoever a, it was. A little so. bug. Well, that's the thing. And that's it's a singularly Josh Allen type play because I, afterwards I was like, I have to go look at the NGS on that. So he's running 16 miles an hour to his right. And so the poor guy is, is literally doing all he can to catch up to him at all. And then he gets there and it's like a dog catching a car. Like, what am I going to do? He gets stiff arm. And then you, you guys see it. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it if Kirk Herbstreet doesn't. Because um, guys get to the side, like Zach Wilson, for example. He gets to the sideline. There's no plan. Josh Allen was planning on jumping and then finding somewhere to throw the ball. Like he did that and that's and that you just don't have that playmaking capacity everywhere. When you have it, you hold on to it, you appreciate it. Yeah, like he throws a pick like he does later on. Who cares? Who cares? Like you're going to turn the ball over, but you like it's just such a value to have a guy that can make plays. Right, this reminded me of week one, and I, we've pointed this out at different points of the season. He can now outpatient you. And I think I, I don't hate that as a strategy for the Patriots just because you're an inferior team and see what happens. But when he can do that, and he only averaged you know 6.8 yards per attempt, but he was picking up all the third and shorts, and he's just really developed mentally in terms of being patient when he wants to be. It's not going to happen every week. You still get the great plays. I I was at a uh, an event at my children's elementary school during this game. It was Family Heritage Night. It was beautiful. They mm, a nice sang event. a little song. You know, they sang songs. It's been the first time since 
the pandemic that there was a little, you know, you get a bunch of seven and eight year olds singing. It'll bring uh, a tear to your eye almost. And I'm checking the score during the game. I'm like, oh, I don't need to even watch this tonight. I'm going to watch it in the morning. And it wasn't even as bad as I thought it was going to be because it was exactly as embarrassing offensively for the Patriots as I thought. But the other way around, it was just like, uh, no, Josh Allen is awesome. The, my my last thing on the Patriots, though, is pick a scheme. They're just they're just trying a million different things at once. Kurt Warner had a good video about it this week on his QB confidential site. I had never seen uh, his videos before, and he really pointed out something I've noticed, which is just they're trying everything all at once. Their timing is all off. And I think that's where Mac Jones was yelling. What he said was to get rid of, you know, the quick game isn't working. That's what like they're trying to be quick game. They're trying to be shotgun. They're trying to be a power running team. They tried to be a zone running team. Uh, The one thing they do well is play action and take some deep shots. And they didn't do any of that. Kendrick Bourne called out the schematics as well a little bit after the game. And, uh, it's like they just didn't even take advantage of the fact that Von Miller wasn't there and that he, like they didn't take advantage of the fact that Deion Dawkins wasn't there. It just it was pretty rough. It I was will, rough. one little hopeful note for New England. I this is so Belichickian, but the Marcus Jones uh screen touchdown and the way they're using him who's not a natural receiver. I Belichick going back through history was the guy that um, was on the Giants staff when Dave Meggett, who is essentially an inch shorter in the same weight as Marcus Jones, started to get used in a bunch of different ways. He had Eric Metcalf, and so I just wonder what will happen with Marcus Jones and if we'll see a little bit more of that because it's like at this point, that's the second longest play they've had all year <laughs> other than John who Smith's like 51-yarder against the Browns. Mm. I mean, they've just been a non-explosive offense and I mean anything you can do to unlock you're still in the playoff chase I don't buy into them at all at this point it's kind of shocking to see a Belichick team this disjointed in December uh, but they're still hanging around mathematically well you know what's going to happen with Marcus Jones it, it's in stone he's going to score like four more offensive touchdowns and then after retirement he's going to be one of the lone successful Belichick coaching tree candidates and he'll be good <laughs> I like that's it that. oh. You're set. Uh, yeah, the Patriots, by the way, have the Cardinals and Raiders next. They're both on the road. The way this team is playing, I actually think the most likely outcome of those two games is one and one. But certainly you could see them winning both of them. And then they would be eight and six and still hanging around going into week 16. At that point, though, they have the Bengals, Dolphins and Bills in a row. And it, it just feels like this is going to be an eight or nine win team. That's kind of what we expected at the beginning of the season. All the offseason Patricia stuff, I think, has come to fruition. Mac Jones looks much worse, I think, mostly because of the offense. Um, you know, he's not a dynamic playmaker that's going to, like, overcome that. But I, I think we've seen him be better. And I hope they change their offensive staffs this offseason. But I kind of think Belichick will be more uh, too stubborn. Let's get to some comments here, Graver. Reed Anderson says, Claybon is a sex symbol, which is like, okay, fine. Um, but so are Mark and I. Right, Yes. The latter goes without saying, you know, sort of just implied. Yes. Mark, this you said true. you had a, you were going to have a, that you're, uh, we had a comment that you're imprisoned again. You're in the same spot. You no, had a, look. Uh, all the letters, all all of the advocation for free Mark Sessler hasn't necessarily liberated him, but he's got some more decorations in the in the cell is looking yeah. better. Well, I did. Um, I mentioned to uh, to Justin before the show that um, I had a painting that I hung up um, behind me, 
and it was one of the, one of those little double sided hooks that you think. But the painting about tw- twelve minutes later just crashed to the ground because it was too heavy for the hook. So I think the <laughs> universe is telling me don't don't toy with what's already aesthetically working. JM asks, what's more likely, Sean Payton to the Chargel- Chargers or the Cardinals? The Chargers. Greg, what do you want more? I want Herbert. Hmm. I actually I want Kyler Murray more because. I don't know. I don't want to root against Brandon Staley losing this job, but I do want a different offensive mind there. So I would be thrilled with both, to be real, because uh, I think Sean Payton could could help either one of those quarterbacks. I am still curious how this is all going to play out because Sean Payton's best friend, Mickey Loomis, is running the negotiations of like what the trade terms are going to be to get him out of there. And Sean Payton's kind of... Uh, screwing over the saints uh by quitting after getting like a huge raise on his contract and and um then you know gotta force his way out and having his friend make this trade but i think it's gonna happen i really think the cardinals are going to uh change their coaches here all right let's go to another question just tuned in where is the old zeuser that's from colton uh you know we mentioned at the beginning of the show colton show up at the beginning uh, he's sick. He's sick. Uh, Alan Hilly asked for a rainmaker, by the way. Can we put that up a little next? Freddie Hall asked general thoughts on the World Cup, fellas. Let's start with Claybon. Boring or fun? Who's a, if it's no, it's one, it's not boring to me. If it's boring to you, you don't have to watch it. Like you can go do something else, like stare at the sky. Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy all sports. I think like we get in these like sport versus sports arguments. That's the most boring thing mm. on the planet. Uh, sports are cool. Watch sports. Enjoy sports. I mean, I think like the World <laughs> Cup. I'll, I have a great memory of of um, uh, the previous World Cup when when a bunch of us went to this place, the garage, which was near our old like uh, workplace, and Wes was there absolutely on fire uh and it was just a jam-packed with like 400 people rooting for the same thing which i thought was kind of great like i mean there hadn't been too many la sports bar experiences where you don't have a bunch of people kind of like with differing rooting interests and getting in each other's faces and stuff it's usually raiders fans so i like that like no i i love it i mean i watched uh korea win this morning and just the emotion on the players to come through in a game like that. Japan yesterday, uh, obviously a popular one in my house. I was at work, but Emika's going crazy. You know, shout out to all the Asian countries, Australia, although they're not technically Asian, but they're in that group of like World Cup qualifying, the Asian (laughs) group, and all three of them threw to the 16. It's been a lot of upsets. It's been fun. Alan Hilly asked, can we get a Rainmaker prediction, please? Kids got to eat. It's funny, Alan, you mentioned that. Because I was considering that. I'm 4-1 and one on the season. Let's do it right now because it's raining in Santa Monica. That's why the internet isn't working that well. And it's going to be raining in Baltimore this week as well. Yeah, the Ravens are heavy favorites. But they got the Broncos coming in. And they're angry. And I'm not someone who usually likes these big spreads at all. But it's not big enough for me. I think it's at 8.5 or 9. And the Ravens are st- sick to their stomach about what happened a week ago. I actually think they have a top five defense despite blowing that game against the Jaguars. And I think this is going to be 24 to six in easy cover. And the Rainmaker goes to five and one. Well, I have a little Ravens prediction coming up later, which may uh, fly in the face of your rainmaking attempt. So we'll see who uh, comes out on top. Yeah, it is really pouring. And we I walked to school in it. We have a, a pretty long walk to school. It's about 18 minutes. And the kids... 
18 uh, each way. And uh, the kids, they beg to walk on raining days. They want to put on the rain boots. They, you know, they're LA kids that this is exciting. You know what else is exciting? When Mark has an It's About Me. Let's do it. Let's do a little It's About Me, Mark. It's your time. That hornblower is like when we used to clock in and out of the NFL and you'd like a little (laughs) overtime there. Uh, This is going to require number one out of the gate. The people, our loyal viewers and listeners, um, are part of this. Uh, This is going to require some public theatrics that they cannot go in and spoil it. So they got to, they're part of a secret society here. This is what we're about to do. I, um, it's about me, but I'm going to make this about you guys. And, uh, I'm going to create um, today for each of you a specialized tweet that you're going to tweet out. Um, I'll send you it in, in its exact verbiage, and some of them have images. And we're all going to just let these tweets sit out there. We're not going to be some jabroni that's like, hey, I saw the show. This is fake. It's like, it is my tweet for you, and we'll just see how society responds to it. So we'll start with Greg. Um, and Justin has been kind enough to cre- help create um, some visuals for us here if you're watching and uh, I created one for Justin, too, so he didn't get off scot-free. So let's go to Greg's first. All right. So uh, I don't know if people of a certain age might recognize the image here, but uh, Greg tweets out, Been spending my downtime rereading the nine-volume Little House on the Prairie series. Totally forgot how dark it gets when a post-Scarlet Fever Mary goes blind in the fifth book by the shores of Silver Lake. So you're Greg. I'll send you the text. I'll send you the picture. At post show, you're going to tweet this out and just see, let Earth handle it as it will. It's about me. It's you. I'm not supposed to talk. You have to do this, Greg. <laughs> yeah. You're obligated. Why, why to do, do we this? have to yeah. do this? It no, you like do. We lost you have to the, do it. Yeah, we you lost do. some sort of competition here. Some sort well, of. Well, I, I also just to let you know, and we'll get. I'll, well, let's do. Let's do Claybon's next. Um, Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Claybon, you're going to be tweeting this out. It. Uh, it says. <laughs> It's sort of a question to, to your followers. What's next in the pattern? Um, in parentheses, this blew my mind when I finally figured it out. One of those kind of things that kind of hooks people in. So you got people staring at these next things, and they read in, in line 7, 14, AA, 21, BB, 44, CC, Amber the Cat, DD, 55, Bumblebee Tuna, EE, 77, FF, <laughs> GG, 88, WC Fields, Alex P. Keaton. Now you're going to have people trying to find the pattern and figure out what it means, and some people will probably be very forceful in telling you that they've cracked the code, but there is no answer to this, obviously. Clearly. Absolute nonsense. Um, That's yours. That will be coming to you. Now let's do uh, Justin's. This is going to be a tweet from Justin to um, (laughs) Derek Henry. He says, Yo, King Henry 2, I've been grinding through my Titans tape. It's officially D. Henber. I just wanted to let you know that I view you as a big, powerful runner who takes no prisoners on the gridiron. I admire your work ethic and desire to destroy the enemy. (laughs) Just see what comes out of that. The picture is also a a great one of Derrick Henry crouching low in a custom-made plaid suit. Uh, Right. So it's just perfect. It's perfect. (laughs) Before their private jet goes to a game. Uh, now, this one is Dan. I texted Dan to try to get some buy-in here, but I, I believe he's probably 
in Snoozeville right now. He did not respond, but this will be Dan's if he um, he will agree, because he other why would he not? He has integrity. So here's Dan's. I'm spending December focusing on parts of my life I feel gratitude for. I am very thankful for my friends and family, as well as my love of music, <laughs> 90s especially. What's something you're thankful for? Be specific. Let's celebrate life together. Perfect. There we go. This is a, I hope that I'm giving you something that will give back to you all weekend long. I, I think that was a, a great It's About Me. You, you turned it on us and are creating uncomfortable situations um, for us and Derek Henry. I mean, this was similar to the, a game we once played text or tweet, um, but it was like we all could share in that. And, and it was uh, almost a punishment to get one of these. And now it's like you somehow used your It's About Me to punish us. Uh, Mika Labano says that Mark never leaves character. Leslie Nielsen would be proud. And to that I said, this is not a character. Mark <laughs> never leaves Mark. This is who he is. I, I just want to create a scenario for each of you that um, has a lasting Mark. Oh, and I, don't, I didn't try to use my name. Just, I, want it to, I want it to sear your weekend um, for better or worse. A lasting mark with a C is like definitely oh, yeah. the fragrance name like oh, I for like your that. upcoming release. <laughs> I like that. You're my brand ambassador. And Josh. also, it's going to take me forever to write out this tweet, so please send me. Oh, <laughs> no, you have to send the copy. This is, this is yeah. ridiculous. I... Uh, I, I love it. Josh says uh, this is why he joined Twitter, although it's kind of embarrassing because he, he never uses it except for ATN. Well, thank you. That, that's very nice. We're, I mean, Twitter, as, as Patrick pointed out a few weeks back on his About Me, you know, there's a lot going on, but um, let's just focus on the good stuff. I'm not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. You know what else isn't going anywhere? The one-minute injury update presented by Acrisure. Your home for the best in cat food. David Njoku uh, is going to miss this week's game. That's unfortunate. After that one-handed catch, he didn't practice all week, and uh, he's not going to be back. Michael Carter is doubtful, so we're going to get more Bam Knight for the Jets. Teron Armstead, as we're taping, we don't have an injury designation, but he sounds relatively optimistic that he might uh, return for this game for the Dolphins. Eric Armstead. Also in that game is going to return after a long layoff. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is okay, but we'll see more Jordan Mason. Debo Samuel mispracticed Thursday, so just check that out. Uh, Justin Fields practiced fully on Thursday. We don't have his Friday uh, availability, but the Bears did say if he's cleared by the doctors, he is playing. Aaron Rodgers also expected to play. Josh Jacobs expected to play. He's been limited in practice. That's true of Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase who uh, should return to the lineup for the Bengals. Najee Harris, despite missing practice all week, says he's going to play. If you want to trust uh, Najee Harris, but sometimes the players are more optimistic than the coaches. You just never know. Pete Werner been back at practice. I want to see the Pete Werner, Caden Ellis linebacker combo. That could be fun. Marshawn Latimer might return for Monday night too, because his nemesis, Mike Evans is in this game. They're Jordan Davis has been back at practice for the Eagles, so he might come off IR. No Matthew Stafford, no Aaron Donald, no St. Juice, Benjamin St. Juice for the uh, Washington Commanders, who I know Claybon likes. And we got a questionable on Antonio Gibson and Chase Young for the Commandos. That's it for the Injury Minute presented by Actorship. What is Dan's status? I'd, I'd call him. Yeah, we uh, got to get Dan in the Injury Minute. 
Right. Is he questionable? Probable? Uh, uh, yeah. Jim, the editor, says uh, he's listed as questionable for Sunday, but the heroes are expecting him to see the field. I, I think it's kind of like uh, if he finished Thursday's game, Thursday's pod, which was in person, it's kind of like finishing the weeks before his game, and I think he'll be there on Sunday. Sunday's you know, big show. Good big call. Show. All right. Should we do some predictions? Should we take some questions? Or should we give some pop to uh, – our favorite commenters or, or listeners from the year. What do you think? I think we go fan. We celebrate the fan. Okay. The listener. So, uh, Mark, give me your experience. You wake up. I think it was Wednesday. It's a wrap day. We get a lot of buzz, a lot of people that listen to the show letting us know how much they've listened during the year. How was that experience for you? I loved it because I, I didn't know it was happening, so it came out of nowhere. Wednesday's sort of our day to kind of get prepared for Thursday, you're sitting around and like you're getting hit up with people who are telling you, um, like someone's saying, I've listened to 19,000 minutes of the show. <laughs> and for my, the way that my mind works, I was like sitting there trying to like unscramble like how many hours we put forward a week, times making that the year's amount and turning it into minutes. And it's like, I can't make any sense of it, but I think they're listening to it almost nonstop, it seems like, at some point. <laughs> some people had, it was like someone like 28,000. So I think it's, I, it's dedication. We do have the best listeners, and uh, I, I think it's incredible that they shared it. It was cool to be able to, like, retweet some of them, too. I mean, these guys are putting the work in. These guys and gals, you're right. 28,000, though, would not even make this top five list. So we decided to ask Justin Gravedigger to uh, compile... The five biggest listeners that we received, we got some from the Reddit board, some from Instagram, and some just from Twitter. And I'm going to run through them quickly. So you get a, you get a little mention here. Tyrell Wilson on Twitter had 38,139 minutes. That's 26 days worth. And he's only fifth on the list. Uh, Reddit <laughs> view, user HC199 got up to 30 days. Uh, that's... I don't even know how many hours that is. That's 29,000 hours. James Richardson got it up to 62,320. That's 43.2 days. I mean, are you just leaving it on overnight? I, that's the thing. I It seems impossible. Our Reddit user, Nutcracker, uh, listened to 91,000 minutes, uh, <laughs> and that equals 63 days. You spent a full <laughs> two-plus months with us, but you're not number one. Number one is Dallas Hoppa. You know who I'm talking about. Congrats to Reddit user at Dallas Hoppa. 97,176 minutes. Our top listener. Wow. And we're going we're gonna to reward you, Dallas. Justin is uh, going to put it on the Reddit board and get your information. We've got a, a special prize pack going to you. We'll have some fun stuff, maybe some merch, maybe some other fun stuff we're going to send out to you. And I, I'm going to push. Maybe we can even send them to more than just one of our listeners. And you see what we're doing here, Patrick? We're just we're just like motivating all the listeners to top these guys for next year. Can you top two months listening? I mean, what? How do you think they're just leaving it on overnight? I, like, I don't what? understand what's happening. I here. wonder if Dallas Hoppa's like, maybe you're like a cross-country like truck driver and you're just rolling through old episodes and you're just grinding across the interstate, you know, but, or, or maybe you're just in your house. I, I'm not sure. There doesn't have to be chicanery because you can, right. You can, you can be double purposeful when you listen to a podcast, especially if you have Bluetooth headphones, uh, you can wash the dishes. Of course, like there's, 
it doesn't make it not viable if they're listening to old episodes while they sleep. Like, it's, it's still something. Yeah. They're still listening. I was thinking, like, maybe somebody sitting at work at a desk job for eight hours a day just listening nonstop to current episodes, to old episodes, because I don't even think we put out 97,000 minutes. Not even content. close. Someone, <laughs> so, someone just did the math, uh, and I'm just going to trust it, on the comment boards. And they said that's something like 30 hours a week, which we're not even close to 30 hours right. a week. We don't even work 30 hours a week. <laughs> if you like listened eight hours a day, it would take you over 200 days to get to this many hours. So that's like two thirds. That's like a work week every now, week. Now, there was like a long distance driver who said, uh, I decided to go back and listen to the entire show from the very beginning. I did mm-hmm. get one of the, but even that guy had like 20,000 hours. I, I don't understand how this happens, but I love it. Um, and thank you all for listening. We love you. And yeah, Dallas and hopefully some more. I feel like Nutcracker went over 90,000. He deserves a, a prize pack too. So we'll, we'll hook you up. All right, let's do some predictions. It's that time of the week. Uh, Patrick, why don't you get us going on predictions we usually go through the old ones gravedigger are we going to do that do you want to do that or should we just move forward into week 13 because i don't know what we predicted last week. i can this do it these would normally know these well, are we from week 11 week. yeah so they're a little old but i have them if you want them i'm uh, not Mark. that interested in them at okay. this point let's go to <laughs> clay his it's just it's say two weeks it's two only, weeks old the only one that was right was yours greg which was that the lions would win in meadowlands we had three People predict the Jets would beat the Patriots, and they lost ten to three in a horrible oh, that's game right. for the Jets. So. Rachel that's was I, here because I wasn't here. All <laughs> of you guys jumped on the backs of the Jets. The Patriots might be the lousiest team you know Belichick's had in last place, but they still swept the Jets. They've got that much. All right, uh, we're now eleven for fifty-two on the year. Claybon, try to improve this. This for okay. Us. Uh, in a Vikings win where Kirk Cousins throws for more than 250 passing yards. Uh, after the game, he will do something exceedingly cringy uh, that people for some reason will gas up until, <laughs> yeah, until we're tired of hearing about it. But yeah, that, that's, all of that's going to happen. That feels like a lock. Right, that's every <laughs> single game. Wait, did you say in a Vikings win? Or yes, just... in a Vikings okay, win. Okay, so you do, well, they have to get the win. I picked the Jets this week uh, for what it's worth. I think that's... I think that's pretty likely with that offensive line struggling. So, okay. I did notice they have like a a little baby they're now putting in chains now or like a baby Kirk. So maybe it's Kirk and the baby being together doing something. That would be cringy and get, yeah, they, get it right well, they, for you. They, they did the chains thing and then uh, Taylor Heineke swag jacked that. And so the Vikings were like, all right, we're, we're not doing that anymore. So they, they're going to have Kirk do something else goofy. Who Whose baby is it? How did a baby get involved? <laughs> I don't know. They sent something out on their official... Uh, timeline i it was the first time i had seen it but there's some guy some ba- some kid that dresses up as a, as kirk cousin in chains uh many of our listeners in the comment section noted that there was a ghost-like figure in the background uh who yes was jessica so there there's motivation to go listen to be clear to, the, it, to be clear in justin's background not not anyone else's in, well you would like justin's her to be in your background there no, Mark. that is not accurate <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just oh, I mean, Patrick. I'm just saying, he, like, for the for the for the audio listener, like he he's dropped these in. Treat it like Patrick throughout throughout the 
the uh, the last few months. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's motivation to go watch the YouTube show. You can see see uh, Jessica appear at minute 34 or something. All right, Mark, what do you got? <laughs> All right, well, I'm one of the big reasons that we've gotten 48 of these wrong over the course of the season. But um, I'm going to keep firing. I got a four-pack of quick predictions here. Four the pack. Dolphins put up 40-plus on the Niners in a stunner. Um, Greg, for you, the Ravens go into a full-on crisis mode when they're outdueled by the Broncos, a team that suddenly scores at least 27 points on this so-called um, pristine Baltimore defense. Uh, number three, a team owner says something that creates massive headlines by Monday night. And the fourth, now this one I feel very good about, Mark and Greg are found in a catatonic state on Sunday afternoon because our workplace turned our free cafeteria into a cafeteria where you now must pay to get even the slightest ration and Greg and I will not be paying. And there's nowhere to walk and get food, so we'll just be found in a rough spot by uh, Sunday evening. Yeah, I, I, I'm not like a, a big man, but if I don't, and Mark knows this well, if I don't have my three regular meals, uh, I'm, use, I'm a useless person, and that could, that could happen. Yeah, yesterday was the first day this, this uh, new policy broke out. I did drive to uh, Tacos Por Favor after work and had a burrito, but it was uh, the timing was all off. It was like 2 p.m. by then. Uh, my predictions about Bengals, Chiefs, uh, let's go Joe Burrow here, getting three touchdowns and beating the Chiefs for the third straight time. Joe Burrow owns Kansas City after this one. I think it's going to be a shootout, and I do think the Bengals find a way to win this game and that the Chiefs' defense has been waiting to fall apart against a great quarterback like Joe Burrow. We'll you see. seem fine with that. Now no, you know I, what I, I, now you know what I'm picking later, Claybon on uh, yeah, no, I, game I, debut. I'll take that. I'll, I'll take Patrick Mahomes uh, in, in that one. Also, for those wondering why we're wearing all black, it was the huddle news that uh, Mark. Was, <laughs> yes, that, that's why well, precisely. <laughs> yeah, you can catch uh, Patrick, by the way, and myself on on game debut. We make picks with Rachel Bennett and Cynthia Freeland. That's on NFL Network every Friday night at eight, and it's got some re-airs. We got the Around the NFL uh, preview show that's on Saturday morning. Morning, Saturday nights on NFL Network. It's also on Sky Sports. So check us out there. And until then, uh, we'll see you on Sunday. Thank you for watching. Dan, get better. This was the Friday Fun Show. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.